Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. The latest variant in the COVID pandemic, Omicron, now accounts for about 99% of cases according to the CDC, and businesses everywhere are feeling the strain as more employees are out of work due to exposure or testing positive. In this episode, I spoke with Scott Wiley, CAE, President and CEO of OSCPA, on what this latest variant means for businesses, how agility has taken on a new meaning, the role leaders and staff have to play in adding value, and much more. Here's what he had to say. I think the thing that I'm thinking about, and as I talk to, you know, other business leaders, you know, in our space and around the state, the thing that I continue to hear them all gravitating around is, you know, steady as we go. Uh, you know, certainly the the initial uncertainty when this started in 2020 has subsided, and by and large, the business community has navigated how to handle and manage and uh, work through, you know, the impacts of COVID-19 with putting their people first. And certainly we have seen that in our profession. And that's something, you know, that I hear time and time again, just how well, you know, CPAs, firms, companies have navigated, particularly those, you know, work in, you know, the finance area as well. So I think you know, continuing to do the things we've done. One, stress that we care about our people. We want to keep them safe. We want to keep them well. And we know this is a lot. You know, our people, uh, in addition to being great members of our team and having professional responsibilities, are human beings. And they have other responsibilities. Maybe that's family. Maybe that's caring for children or elderly parents. Or maybe that's helping out in other ways that are not necessarily always present uh, in the line of sight in a professional setting. So I think you'll continue to do those things that we've done, digesting the information we have, making informed decisions with it, um, being mindful that we're navigating you know, a constantly evolving space. And certainly we've seen that in the last few weeks as the Omicron variant has certainly caused new levels of disruption and uncertainty. And what we're trying to do at the Ohio Society of CPAs is be mindful that our business is focused on how do we create value for CPAs, for firms, for companies, in a rapidly transforming business environment. And we believe we have largely figured that out. I would tell you that no part of our delivering value requires our people to have to come into an office. Certainly our team and the culture we had built over time was centered around the idea of that we would be together. And we're still trying out, trying to figure out the best way we can do that. We know it'll look different, but right now the Omicron variant has created an environment where there's still a great degree of uncertainty. So we are taking the best information we have, trying to make informed decisions, trying to be transparent about that with our team, trying to take their input, trying to extend and continue to give grace, recognizing we will make mistakes and when we make them, we're going to do our best to recognize and learn from them. But at the end of the day, knowing that this is not going to be perfect and not without a little bit of mess. And I think we've done a good job. I think the business community continues to do a good job. And we've just got to continue to find our way 
forward. And Scott, you mentioned going through this process. Um, you know, sometimes there will be mistakes made. Sometimes there is a little bit of a mess. What can you say as far as allowing um, the people you work with some grace during this period as everyone, you know, is trying to keep up, but also adapt to maybe having multiple team members out the stress of everything that you just mentioned? Yeah, I think it is real easy to forget that one, we have been at this now for almost two years. And you know, certainly the economic toll is staggering. And you know, understanding the the toll on the healthcare system and the stress on the healthcare system, I think remains front and center. But we also know that the human beings who we work alongside every day also are feeling this in ways that we don't even fully recognize. So trying to keep that front and center has been really important for us. At times it gets overwhelming and to be a broken record. And I recognize and understand and at times feel too that, hey, we've just got to find our way to work through this. You know, there's been conversations about perhaps the pandemic stage of COVID-19 is nearing an end and we're going to move into that endemic stage, um, which is more, uh, aligned with the traditional flu season, if you can even call it that. And my understanding in talking to professionals uh, at the state level and in the healthcare arena is, while we have not yet reached that point, that is within sight. Sometime in the calendar year 2022, they believe that will occur, which is, I think, positive news, but that we haven't reached that point yet. And even when we reach that point from a healthcare standpoint, we still have consequences that we fully haven't begun to unpack that our people will feel and their own mental health. And, you know, how do we help continue to upskill and reskill our people and what's been lost in this period of time by not being together and not having opportunities as front and center. So I think we continue to work through uh, these years of transformation with the eye towards the future. And we know that future is going to be increasingly complex, increasingly driven by digital transformation, one where people will, in relationships, will be our most valuable commodity, but also one where new ways of thinking and doing things have gotten greater flexibility and agility because we've been able to try them out in a way that we really didn't envision, but really didn't have an opportunity to ignore. I mean, hearing people say, oh yeah, because of COVID, uh, it's become kind of a flip thing, but it's also extended us all an opportunity. And it's one that I'm grateful for, despite how it was presented in the first place. And you mentioned having an eye toward the future. And we've talked a lot about um, here and in other places on um, OSCPA content about the value in being agile. 
for those businesses, especially as they look into their 2022 calendar year, how has Agile kind of taken on a new meaning, especially given the pandemic and especially given what you mentioned, how the future is going to look very different than it has in the past, you know, even five to 10 years? Some observations I have based on some of the conversations I'm having with leaders around our state is first and foremost that Agile is grounded in core competencies. Most importantly, understanding what your core competencies are and how you can really leverage them. But at the same time, understanding what they're not and what that empowers and creates for you to say no to. We've tried to be very intentional um, at the Ohio Society, I would say particularly in the last 12 to 14 months, once we got out of that immediate COVID now environment, about thinking specifically and strategically about what our future was and what our competencies are. You know, our core competencies are truly grounded in the ideas that we are an advocate for the profession and that our focus is on developing talent and helping the profession acquire future talent. So there's a lot in those three portfolios, but that is specifically where we focus, how we develop content, how we develop opportunities, how we're building relationships. That's really where we're investing our time. Those activities that are outside of our core competency area are ones that we have been intentional about rethinking our role in, how we're engaging in, and how we're spending time and resource on. Now, that's not to say those things aren't important, but they may be important to someone else or some other potential partner who those core competencies do elevate to and do belong to. And so we've tried to be intentional about how are we evaluating that and forming those partnerships and those relationships. And I think that's consistent with the way this profession works. You know, certainly as we think about client advisory services and other pieces, so we're really trying to be intentional and take a, a page from the book that CPAs have, have built for us. But as I think about that future, I think it's really important for everyone to recognize once you know what your competencies are, how do you leverage those? And how, do you, how are you agile and nimble enough to pursue them relentlessly? And the environment shifting such that you know, the age, the, you know, the, the 10 year strategy and the five year strategy We've got to be much more nimble than that. And we have worked with our board, particularly in recent months, to try to be really thoughtful about how are we creating an organization that is digesting the environmental trends that are out there, understanding what foresight and insight are telling us, and trying to make intentional moves uh, to really seize that moment, but also to be able to pivot because that's where the environment is shifting. And it's not for the faint of heart, and it takes work. And it also takes a discipline and trying to be disciplined, trying to lead with a discipline um, is a skill set that needs to be required and honed over time. And I'm really grateful that we've got a strong senior team uh, that helps me do that, that I've been able to surround myself with to help us be successful at that. And Scott, if there's someone listening to this podcast and they agree with everything that you're saying, they love the perspective on an outlook for a business, but maybe they're a staff member who isn't necessarily in a position of management, isn't maybe at an executive level, 
what would be some ways that you can say they can continue to add value to their employer in this really unique time? Well, I'll say something that's probably not popular with some folks, but um, I think as has been clearly stated, we are in a market where talent is really in control. And meaning it's a real, this, this market is great for people to be able to leverage the skills, the competencies and capabilities they bring to their employer uh, to have those conversations that they don't feel like they're in an environment where they can. There are certainly opportunities abound for them to take that talent elsewhere. But for that talent that really feels like I'm in a great place, part of a great team, and I may not be at a level that I can drive this, you know, I think the same age-old rules apply. How do, you, how do you build coalitions? How do you elevate ideas that really help drive the business strategy, help drive the planning um, and inform? You know, we should all be in this environment where we're always scanning and looking for opportunity and thinking about how that can strengthen, you know, our overall value proposition, but what we're trying to achieve. And so I think the role there is one, you know, what's on the radar and what do you see and how does that fit in? Two, who can you talk to about it? You know, do you have a sponsor? Do you have a mentor within the organization? And if not, what can you do to find one? And, and lastly, I think this is really important. How can you add value? And I really think that's on all of us as team members, as employees, to be able to try to demonstrate. It's important for employers to be a part of that conversation. But I think, to me, I found over time that employee, that members of my team who can elevate ideas and demonstrate how they're thinking about things from a solution mindset, those are the most invaluable team members we have. And you've made a lot of great points so far, Scott. Is there anything else that you would add to business leaders, uh, staff employees to keep in mind, you know, as they're getting ready for 2022, setting new goals, really ready to tackle a new year, while, of course, dealing with everything that we have been talking about. You know, I want to practice what I preach. So literally, and you know this, Jessica, we earlier today had a member, a meeting of our team. Um, I think it's really important to recognize where we all are where we've been as we think about where we're going. And the, the mental, physical, um, everything fatigue that we all face from time to time is real. And we need to figure out how we can be well enough emotionally, psychologically, physically um, to train ourselves to power through. Part of that is, you know, our overall health. Uh, another part of that is knowing that it's okay to push pause, to say, I need to tag out for a little bit. Um, I need to catch my breath. I need to take some downtime, truly time away, PTO. Um, and no one knows that better than yourself. And I, I just, I would encourage people, you've got to put, you've got to prioritize yourself, your health, as well as your team and your employer. You can't make one the priority over the other. And if you feel like you're in an environment where you have to do that, then you really need to evaluate if that's the best environment for you to be in. And I realize that's gonna cause people to make choices. Some choices that people make are gonna be painful. Um, and that is okay. 
we're clearly in an environment where risk is being evaluated at whole new levels by people, not just companies. And we've all got to get a little more comfortable with that, even if it's scary. Thank you to Scott for taking the time to talk more about what this latest variant means for businesses and what to keep in mind as the profession prepares for a rapidly evolving year ahead. Hear more from Scott next week on January 27th at this month's town hall, where he welcomes guest speaker, Lieutenant Governor John Husted, who will provide an overview of state workforce initiatives. Scott will also get into the great resignation and its implications for the profession. You can register for this at the link in our show notes. What would you like to hear on the podcast this year? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com, or anything else you'd like to hear on the state of business. And don't forget to follow us wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you.